Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. This is part two of a program from July of 2018, July 23rd, a Monday night. Andy Kaplow in the studio with me tonight. Another one of these. It's a very, it's a very special program. It really is. Andy hosted this radio slot before I did it. So I used to listen to Andy on this show when I was in high school. And I thought he had such insight on command of the music. And guess what? We became great friends over the years. And I still think that. I still love listening to music with him. I'm having a great time here. Andy was too. And I hope you're enjoying it. This is part two of three. If you didn't hear part one, you might want to go back and check that out. And uh, But you could start wherever you like. Here we go.
<laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. From your world tour. Yeah. Courtesy of Mr. Cherry and Mr. Blackwell. Yeah. And uh, so this is a live recording from the WKCR archives of Don Cherry and Ed Blackwell at the MERS Festival, West Germany, May of 1983. Those two guys, as you heard right there, there is just a flow. Indeed. Man, they just... They had it. They had it. They had it with each other. They had it within themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don Cherry used to talk about making music, it should be like breathing. And for him it wasn't. And he absolutely believed everybody had the capability of doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was right or not. Maybe. Well, he was a deep spiritual guy, and he he was able to access those parts of himself and, and uh, found a way to express it in so many different ways. I mean, just in this recording, you heard trumpet, pocket trumpet, piano, flute, deuce and goonie, and he was singing, too. And also making his way through all this music, his... Uh, Art Deco showed up in there. He had his Thelonious Monk. Little, Straight No Chaser, yeah. Bemsha Swing. Ruby, Ruby My, dear. My Dear, right. Which mm-hmm. I'm more accustomed to just hearing him play Bemsha Swing. But he had this whole other... He, You grew accustomed to that phase? I, um, you might say. <laughs> and he obviously adored Thelonious Monk's music. Yeah. I, and he, remember that, were you on the... WKCR staff when we did that tribute to Thelonious Monk with uh, Verna Gillis. No, I know about that. But yeah, talk about that. Did that you, did was, you produce that? Did, was that uh, well, page? I didn't produce it, but I was involved in the administration of the station at the time, and it was a wonderful uh, cycle of musicians. I mean, everybody from Don and. Um, uh, ben Riley, uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, it was really very wide, uh, wide net that Verna Verna really programmed it. You know what? I got to say that it's funny because that's the kind of programming that now, decades later, that like Jazz at Lincoln Center will do maybe something sort of in that direction, and recognizing Thelonious Monk for whom you know this prize is named and all these other things. But he was still alive then. Right. But he was not playing, and he wasn't. I mean. People knew that he was something special, but he didn't have, it hadn't really been acknowledged Hmm. how the power of what he had done and and the singularity of it. And I think that was kind of visionary on Verna's part and KCR's at that time. Yeah. I mean, I've actually heard uh, his son, T.S. Monk, interviewed. And he says at the time that uh, his father believed that his contributions would eventually circle around and be acknowledged. Um, and I, I think you're right. I think that uh, as time goes on, Monk is heard as singularity. I think that's exactly the right word for him. Yeah. Amazing stuff. You know, when he passed, not that this is the most important thing, but from an ego perspective, uh, we began broadcasting uh all the music of Thelonious Monk around the clock for several days. And it was included at the end of his obituary in the New York Times. And um, 
I wonder if it's still there in the archive of the New York it's Times. Gotta be. But we were we were really uh, so privileged and proud to be associated in any way with Thelonious Monk, yeah. even in the unhappy moment of his death. Yeah. But, you know, you think about that and all of these other musicians whose music we're playing, and they may have passed over. They may not be having human existences anymore, but, man, their spirits are still, still very much alive. Well, Don Cherry reprogrammed me as a radio host. He like single-handedly... Uh, <laughs> repatterned my genetic code. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you're, you're obviously uh, approaching the theta state where you're losing <laughs> linguistic capabilities, I, Mitch. I am discorporating, actually, before <laughs> your very ears. <laughs> Don, please come in. Help Mitch. <laughs> he, he uh, yeah, I was went into complete freefall. I had no tools to to handle what happened when he walked through the door at the station. I, I literally, what he was doing did not fit into mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the landscape of what I understood radio to be. Sure, He sat in that chair where you're sitting and he just started throwing records at me and, you know, here, play this, play this Conlon Nuncaro, play this Ornette Coleman, play this, oh, my daughter just put this record out, put this on. You want me to take that off? You want me to just put them both on? Just you know, turn <laughs> right. the mic on. Right. And it was like that for for like three hours. And when he did speak, he had this, you know, I think I had this kind of this sort of presentation. It's a kind of a thing sometimes on the air. WKCR listeners might be familiar with this sort of dispassionate librarian kind of academic sure. presentation. I think I must have sounded a little bit more like that. Yeah. And that morning, Louis had <laughs> eggs over easy. Exactly. Don Cherry was so immediate and direct and kind of one-on-one and I I yeah, not that I have tried to follow him, but all of a sudden like all these things that I knew and understood and had been developing meant nothing <laughs> meant, you know it just well that's I, a very high state of awareness to be that uncertain yeah maybe maybe but it also helps you raise your own vibration it uh it took a little doing it took some but doing. he you know so much of his artistry was about inviting people to do that yeah the listeners his collaborators i uh, you know i had several events that i did with him uh, but, and i went on by the way i did Dozens of shows with him. I know. He was here a I lot. I heard many, many, many. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and man. that festival was unbelievable. I mean, that was a real landmark. Yeah. Well, you know, we uh, get the opportunity and we step in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there was a time in the 80s I was doing events to mark the changing of the seasons with a bunch of different artists. And, mm-hmm. and he melded right into that. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was so perfect, and he just came right in and did such brilliant stuff. And, you know, in fact, for listeners in New York City, uh, the New York Open Center used to be on Spring Street. Mm-hmm. It isn't anymore, but if you go on Spring Street, oh, man, I don't know what the north-south avenues are, but wherever it used to be, if you're walking down Spring Street and 
you see some carving in the stone sidewalk. That was yeah. an event we did one year for the first day of spring, probably in 86 or 87 when I was doing a, a bunch of different projects with Don. And it was a John Cage piece. And the concept was that people were running phono- magnetic phonograph needles over the bark of living trees. Mm. And we were mixing that sound with live trombone and live pocket trumpet and, tr- and other kinds of trumpet and uh, the sounds of live animals, in fact, and mixing it all for a stone cutter who was carving what he heard out in front of the open center on the street. Yeah. So if you ever see that and you're yeah, wondering like embedded, what it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and other stuff too. I mean, we did uh, we did some crazy stuff back there, Don. You know, one of them was a a documentary for French television, FL Trois, something mm-hmm. like a six hour uh, series, a history of jazz. And I was working on the New York location shoots for that with Jean Francois Vallet. Do you remember him by any chance? No. He was a legendary French radio broadcaster. Uh, he did one of the first international live broadcasts in the early 1960s. And this was, you know, decades after that, uh, that I knew him from that time. And um, we did a, a shoot, I remember, in Judy Sneed's apartment, wow. which uh, was where Charlie Parker lived on Avenue B. Avenue B and 10th Street, which has since become, I think, a, a New York City cultural landmark. Right? As it should. But then it didn't have any kind of official designation, but we used it to invoke Charlie Parker at the time. And Don came over and did a live performance for French TV in wow. that. And it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty heavy. He and was now, living right near there. Right. right. Yeah. And now there's the Charlie Parker Festival every summer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. How things have changed. Well. <laughs> well, well, well. Shall we go back to MERS? Hey, There's why more. not? There is more. So this is a uh, more this MERS. really is a treat. You know, um, if you're new to this music, it's uh, there are some really fantastic recordings that are commercially available. Don Cherry and Ed Blackwell. It's funny. It's listed as Don Cherry Ed Blackwell duo, and I made a point of saying how <laughs> Don Cherry loved the word duet. Indeed. Duet. He would he would form that duet kind of <laughs> duet dances off your tongue. Right. Duo doesn't quite uh have I think that it was same. a moky thing. May have been. May I, well I have been. I think she didn't like that word for some reason. Could be. Um but uh you can find great recordings of these guys. They're gorgeous. There's several hours at least of music of Don Cherry and Ed Blackwell playing together. Um but this is yet another recording that's, I don't think this is in, I haven't gotten a chance to look, I don't think this is in any discography. Mm-hmm. This is really quite rare. I try not to use that word too often, but well, this is exceptional. Yeah. Um, I think that they did a tour together that summer, as I recall. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is charging forward from the, the deep recesses. Yeah, I think they toured as a duet that summer um was this the summer oh yeah may 83 may of 83, 83 yeah right and there was a record i think on ecm that came out from that tour hmm. 
Almost positive. Harumph. <laughs> Quite likely. Almost positive. That would be a potential title for a Don Cherry record. <laughs> so, uh, Cherry on pocket trumpet, piano. It says flute. I heard, uh, we heard melodica. I don't remember yes. hearing flute. But, uh, and we haven't heard the Dusunguni yet. Yes, yeah, yeah. The Hunter's we? guitar. I don't think so. Oh, I thought so. And we definitely heard some vocals. Oh, though. you might have been rapping with somebody on the I phone when that was could happening. Have been. That could have been. Be. By the way, thank you to everybody yeah. calling in and spreading the good vibes. People really are coming nice. out of the woodwork from uh, all over the surface of the earth, <laughs> former radio compadres and uh, music lovers of all stripes. And. Um, so thank you for knitting the globe. Yes. And you and I covering a little WKCR history and uh, indulging in a little very selfish uh, <laughs> personal experience. But hopefully we're not leaving people too far behind with that. I think it's, you know, contributions that you made to the music, to the culture, to the world when you were here and beyond are entirely worthy <laughs> of recognition. Oh, come on. You're embarrassing me here, man. Oh, I'm coming to that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Mers, Don Cherry, Ed Blackwell, duet on WKCR. Is that the uh-oh? Which one is it? Uh-oh. There it is. Is that it? It's That's CD1. So, That's right. So not it. It's CD1, my man. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Mitch Goldman here with Andy Kaplow on WKCR. Music from Don Cherry and Ed Blackwell. Thank you. 
Andy. MERS. MERS, Mitch. MERS. M-O-E-R-S. MERS. Uh, what was the record label that recorded, released all that live at MERS? I believe stuff. it was called MERS Music. You're right. MERS Music, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some great stuff. Oh, got another piece. All right.
Wow. Oh, feel the love. Yes. Don Cherry and Ed Blackwell from the WKCR archives seeing their way out of MERS with a little tip of the hat to Ornette Coleman. Never a terribly difficult reach. May for those twenty two. May twenty third, nineteen eighty three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, they don't want them to leave. They're in the WDR. VDR. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, MERS. MERS is uh, not too far from Cologne, where VDR is located. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, my mind is it has just been blown because I was uh, nosing around the rooms here at WKCR. Yes. What did and, you stumble on? And I, I, I you came, look like you've seen a ghost. I came upon Phil Schapp. Yes. There he is. There he is. There he was in the flesh. God bless him. Yep, yep, yep. You know, you said no Caplow, no Goldman. No Shap, no Caplow. Yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. Thousand percent. Without that guy. He laid a lot of wisdom on me, right, you know, just now. Mm. As he will. uh, Yeah. And we had an amazing conversation about the state of American culture and world culture. Phil, I took it as a great badge of honor that years ago he described me as a warrior for jazz. Well, if I'm a warrior for jazz, then what is he? (laughs) He is is some kind of pantheonic titan. (laughs) He is. He absolutely is. Educator. And, you know, even just like the, the weight of it's not even just I mean he's I was a history major in school mm-hmm. Phil Schapp is a great historian it's not just an accumulation of details it's he can craft a tale from it all but merely the delivery of all that information conveys a heft onto this music that a lot of people otherwise wouldn't realize is there he's transform the way people understand what this music is. It's interesting, too, to think about all the different institutional identities that Professor Schapp has had, mm-hmm. not just here at Columbia, but at so many other academic and cultural institutions. And the unifying factor has always been that he carried his own perspective on the music. If you only know Phil Schapp as radio host... There's quite a bit more to it than that. <laughs> there, and well-deserved. And uh, many more pages to fill. Oh, yes. Pardon the pun. To fill. To fill. WKCRFM New York, WKCR HD1, WKCR.org. Where else can people find us? I don't even know. But uh, my name is Mitch Goldman, and uh, here Monday nights, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. NYC time. And tonight, that whole Monday night, 6 to 9 thing... In my yeah. mind, yeah, I have always felt for the last 92 years that I've been doing the show that I've just been keeping the seat warm till you got back. Uh-huh. And what a seat warmer you are. <laughs> it's what I do so best. cozy in here. <laughs> Oy vey. All right. So uh, continuing our through, through theme, we started out, I hope you didn't just tune in because you missed a stunning broadcast 
of Ed Blackwell from the Tin Palace that wasn't even mm-hmm. recorded at the Tin Palace, turns out. And then we had that lovely... Oh, no, I think it was. I think Ackman was just... Uh, just. I think it would, he referred to it as a studio recording, but I, I didn't get the sense that that was so. Am I wrong? I don't know. I mean, we didn't really hear a lot of audience in there. I could easily be wrong. Either way, great stuff, unreleased, WKCR archival recording. Um, we also heard Blackwell in a duet with Don Cherry. Very beautiful, just ended right there. And I thought a nice way to proceed would be another extraordinarily unknown recording as I pull it out. This is a surprise for me. This is a surprise for everybody but me. I did play this once, Andy. I played this in 2014, I have to admit. So if you've been listening nonstop since 2014, you're going to say, I've heard that. I've never missed a show since 1984. (laughs) I know. know You have not. Old New Dreams live in Nervi, Italy. Nervi, yes. I don't know where that is. How do you spell it? N-E-R-V-I. Nervi. 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 Uh, we got to find out what that's all about. Old and New Dreams, as we were saying earlier, Dewey Redmond playing tenor saxophone, and you get a little musette here as well. Don Cherry playing trumpet and piano. Charlie Hayden on the bass. Ed Blackwell on the drums. And um, shall we? What else to be said? Yeah. Be let's said? hear it. Let's do this. Andy Caplow here in the studio. With Mitch Goldman. Yeah. I'm so happy to have you here, man. It's so it's a wonderful experience to be here, in all seriousness. Nervy? Thank you. <laughs> it's a nervy experience. It's about to be a nervy experience. It's getting nervier and nervier in here. This is old new dreams. You've never heard this. They're great. If you love them, you've never heard this. If you've never heard them, you will love them. But you've never heard this. WKCR, old new dreams.
It's Deep Focus. Glad you're enjoying it. I know you are, because you're still here with me. And uh, that was part two. Part three is available for this one from 2018, July 23rd. Andy Kaplow, my guest, and Ed Blackwell, our subject. And uh, what can I tell you? Can't get enough of this. Please do subscribe to Deep Focus if you haven't. You'll find us on your favorite podcasting app. You can always find us. You can tell friends at mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And you can find us on Instagram. We are deep underscore focus underscore podcast, deep focus podcast and Instagram photos of these artists and uh, upcoming announcements, all kinds of stuff like that. Meet other people that like this music that you like. And uh, we love to hear we always love to hear it. If you give us a thumbs up or five stars or whatever, we always see that. It means, it really means a lot. It makes me feel good. But more importantly than that, it helps people who have not heard the show to find it. You know, there are literally millions of podcasts. I don't know why anyone listens to any of the other ones besides this one, but um, stuff gets lost. So you do that and it floats us up in the, uh, and, and people can see, well, you like Deep Focus. You also like this one, that one, and the other one. Somebody else who liked this one, that one, and the other one is going to be told, hey, you might dig Deep Focus, and they probably will. So uh, it's very helpful, and it spreads the word, and it you should feel good about it. Let other people hear this thing that you enjoy. Not a lot of us, believe me. Really not a lot of us. But I'm glad you're along for the ride. Okay, go check out part three. Once again, it's 2018 0723. July 23rd, 2018, Andy Kaplow on the topic of Ed Blackwell.